Welcome to the Live Free Podcast. I'm your host, Michaela Quinn, and I am a mom on a mission to help you launch, grow, and scale a profitable freelance business from home. Join me each week for tangible business advice along with inspiring interviews, all designed to help you mom strong, work smart, and live free. If you are loving this podcast, finding yourself motivated or inspired, learning something new, or just a fan of the show, do me a favor and help me spread the message. Screenshot the episode, add it to your Insta stories, and tag me at Michaela.Quinn. Every share helps me reach more and more moms, and I may just share your share and feature you in my Insta stories too, because together we can take over the world. All right, mama, it's time. Grab your coffee, water, or wine, because we are starting. Hey, happy Monday. I am recording this episode one day before baby Caroline is born. Yes, I am very much a proud procrastinator. But anyways, prayers that now that this episode has gone live, that we are home and healthy by now. And if you want all of the cute baby updates, be sure to check out my Instagram stories. I have a feeling all I'll be doing for the foreseeable future is sharing cute baby snuggle pics. Videos of her just being precious and updates on what it looks like working from home with a newborn baby. I'm at Michaela.Quinn on the gram. And if you follow me, shoot me a real quick DM letting me know you are a podcast listener so I can follow you too. Now, before we dive in today's episode on two simple fixes for beginner freelancer mistakes, I just wanted to share real quick with you my maternity leave plan. The beauty of running your own business is you can have your maternity leave look however you want. I love working and I love what I do, so I don't plan to be 100% away from work. That would send me into postpartum depression, honestly. Work is an outlet for me in a way I still get to shine outside of being a mom. In real life, I am boring. I don't really like TV. I have no hobbies outside of baking and Sitting around napping drives me insane. But I also know that I need time to rest, time to bond with my baby, and time to ease into being a mom of three physical kids in my house. All that being said, I don't really have a plan, and that is purposeful. I want to be able to work when I feel like it and not when I don't. Now, how this affects my overwhelmed overbook students is that I know for sure I will not be on our weekly coaching calls last week, August 26th, and then September 2nd. Those calls will still take place though with Mackenzie Mater in my place. For those of you who don't know Mackenzie, she was one of my very first students, one of the original 10 three years ago. She's the very first person I ever hired to help me grow the Live Free brand. She is an amazing tech wizard, branding and design star, and she is the director of operations here at HQMQ. So you will be in very good hands if you are an overwhelmed overbook student. I hope to be back on calls by September 9th for that weekly Wednesday call, but I'm going to play it by ear and give myself space to see where I'm at and see what life is like adjusting to another newborn. However, if it's anything like it was with my other three, the first one to do months are a breeze and then month three kicks my butt. <laughs> and then as far as like daily support in the Facebook group, I'll still be active checking into the course group, answering questions, offering my unsolicited advice and celebrating with everyone. It just might be like late night breastfeeding time. 
But my top priority outside of my family right now is making sure that my students have what they need and the support that they need to keep moving forward. All that being said, while I am relaxing, well, relaxing, that's a loaded, (laughs) a loaded term. While I am adjusting to life with a newborn, my amazing team is going to help me keep things running like they always do. So even though it looks like full steam ahead over here at HQMQ, no, it is not all me. I am not a one woman show and I could not run my business to the extent I have these past three years without the help of the amazing women on my team. I'm resting and supporting students right now, and they are doing all of the behind the scenes stuff to make some really cool things happen this September, which there is a lot happening in September. Up first, we have the two-year anniversary of this podcast, and to celebrate, we are finally launching Live Free Teas and Mugs. Those will go live with a special discount on September 3rd, and that will live through Labor Day weekend, so mark your calendar. We'll send more updates, though. Then we've got the three-year anniversary of Overwhelmed to Overbooked on September 16th, and we are going to do a special three-day opening for anyone to enroll in Overwhelmed to Overbooked through Friday, September 18th. So a real quick flash opening. Stay tuned for more details. Colin and I have our six-year wedding anniversary. He turns 33 this September, and before you know it, it will be October and practically the holidays. <laughs> wow. Speaking of holidays, wouldn't it be cool to be at your income goal to quit your job by then or have that full-time income added back into your family's pocket come time for Christmas if you've been a stay-at-home mom for the last couple of years or at least be really close and on your way? If you want to give yourself the gift of freedom, flexibility, and financial stability by this Christmas, you got to get started today or at least when we reopen Overwhelmed to Overbooked on September 16th. Okay, this has been the world's longest intro, but I had a lot of things I just wanted to share and updates to give you. It is now time to dive in. And this is the perfect time for this episode too, because if you get started soon, or you've already started and you just aren't quite seeing the success you want, this will probably help you solve two of the main issues I know I made in the beginning, and two of the main mistakes I see students and other people trying to get their freelance business off the ground make. So this episode was inspired by a conversation we were having in the OTO course group. Someone shared a question asking, I keep getting on calls with people and mention I am still working my nine to five and a beginner. And when I say that, I can see it right there that I've lost them. Or it it was something really close to this, asking for feedback on how to better handle this topic. Everyone in the course group chimed in and gave really great advice, and I made a mental note that this would be a great thing to talk about on the podcast, because leading with the, I am a beginner and still working a nine to five, isn't necessarily something clients need to know, and I would never lead with that information. Now, I'm not advocating that you lie and be sneaky and withhold that, but that doesn't need to be what you lead with, right? You want to lead with establishing a connection and establishing getting to know them in their business and showing how you can help them. So we'll talk more about this, but there's a mistake that I see people making before they even get to this part of leading with the, I'm a beginner on calls and still working my nine to five. Real quick, let's kind of run through again the process from starting to network and starting to put yourself out there to landing a 
client. I call this the process from potential client to paying client. You don't just put yourself out there once and then automatically people become paying clients. There's actually this like step-by-step process that you can kind of see, okay, here's the first part, second part, third part, that as long as you're moving down that process, you are, are making progress. And so the very first thing that you have to do is start, start putting yourself out there. Whatever your strategy is to land clients, if it's Facebook groups, if it's cold pitching, whatever it is, you have to at least start. Send that first email, join in on the conversation in the Facebook groups. Now you'll know you're making progress from step one. Because then you'll move to the next part and you'll start to see that you are having one-on-one conversations with potential clients about your services, about their business, either in email or in the DMs, or sometimes it's even on the main thread if it's a Facebook group. Now, you know you're making progress moving to the next part because then you'll see from those one-on-one conversations, you get discovery calls booked. And then from there, you know, you're making progress and doing well with your discovery calls because at the end, people are open and want to see that proposal from you. And then from like you sending a proposal, the final step is that contract signed, invoice paid, they're a paying client. In order to get from putting yourself out there, joining the conversation to landing discovery calls, this is one thing that took me a lot of time in. And in the beginning, it took me seven months to go from putting myself out there to landing that first client. And I see a lot of people that are making this, this mistake. It take them a long time too. So the first mistake that I want to talk about and give you a quick fix for is this failure to customize. Okay. Failure to customize your pitches, your email applications, or your conversations with potential clients. So this is, I I shared earlier, this was one thing that I did not do in the beginning. For those of you who've listened to recent podcast episode about me reflecting on how I got from putting myself out there, starting to quitting my job, you're familiar with the seven months it took me to land that first client. And you're familiar with, I went to the website, hiremymom.com. It's a job leads board. It's not something I really recommend anymore. There's much, much better ways to land clients. But that's that's all I knew of in the beginning when I started. And in the beginning, I just had this you know very basic email and cover letter that I would send with my resume. And it was pretty much just a copy paste the same thing each time I was applying for a job and just sending that in. Well, that got me nowhere. (laughs) All I got back in return from sending those templated copy pasted pitches was crickets. No responses, not even a, hey, thanks for applying, but we're not interested. Just deleted and into trash. Part of why I love having that breakdown of the process from potential client to client is that there's this visual that you can see, okay, this is where I'm at in the process. If you're not getting to where you want the signed, sealed, delivered, paying client, you can look at where you're at in that process. And I'll try to remember to share a graphic of this process so it can be more tangible for those of you who aren't in the Overwhelmed Overbooked course yet. But if you know where you're at in this process, then you can evaluate, okay, 
why am I stuck here? What can I do to move forward? And if you are stuck at the point of joining the conversation or, you know, sending your first email pitches and you're not getting anything back, I would bet that if you worked on customizing and perfecting your pitch or your email or your communications with these potential clients that you would start to see a huge push in the right direction. So how do you fix this? Well, you need to customize each pitch and think about how can you make that potential client feel like V1 instead of one in a million. Don't copy and paste the same lame template that I did in the beginning. Instead, do some research. Show that you are actually interested and invested in them and their business. Work to build a connection and you will stand out among the sea of other potential hirees that they have. And standing out in a good way will land you more and more calls. And the more calls you get on, the more clients you will land. If you are in Overwhelmed Overbooked, we just added and updated a framework and an example for these email pitches. And you can check that out in step six, lesson 2.5. But that's it. That's quick fix number one. If you're not having those one-on-one conversations, if you're not getting replies back to your emails or to the applications that you send in for job opportunities that you see, hands down, I'm guessing it is a lack of customization in your pitch. So Once you get the customizing down and you start to see discovery calls getting booked, that is a great sign you are on the right track. Now, what happened for me is I ran into a new problem once I was getting, and that's how it is. Like you start, okay, you're not getting somewhere. Something's not working. Evaluate, fix it. You move on to the next, the next part of that that process. And you might get stuck again there too. That is normal. It just means you are making progress, but there's something that we got to fix or tweak to move down to where we want to go. So once I started customizing and getting on calls, the next hurdle that I had to figure out was how to move out of being one of the final two to three choices and always getting passed up for someone else. And after a few too many replies of, hey, thanks for your time. We really loved you, but we went ahead and went with someone else. I went back, you know, after I had my pity party because, right, like, it's okay. You can have a pity party, but don't let it last too long. I started to evaluate again. Okay, what now? I'm customizing my emails. I'm good at the calls. I feel like we have a great connection and I'd be a great fit, but they just never go with me. What is my problem? And when I, looked at the situation and evaluated what's going on without putting any sort of shame or blame attached to where I'm at. When I did this, I realized my issue was responding to the question of, tell me about your experience with blah, blah, blah. None of my previous work experience really related to what these clients were hiring for. So when that question would come up, I always kind of said, Well, none, but I'm a fast learner. Guys, that didn't really cut it for me. And when I realized this, because I put on my big girl pants and I objectively looked at, okay, what could I do better? What am I doing that's not working? Without that blame or shame attached to it, I realized what my problem was and I changed my approach. So I can't change the fact that I have no experience, right? Don't focus on what you can't control. 
instead focus on what you can control. So what could I do? Instead of whipping up this experience at this point, I didn't have the knowledge of, oh, I could do testimonial work. I could do some smaller, you know, projects for free to get that experience. I didn't know that yet. So what I could do is reframe how I answer that question. And so I did. The next call I had that I implemented this with was a game changer. I was hired on the call for this position. So for example, I like my background, I was a high school English teacher and a lot of the positions I was hiring for or applying for were in the virtual assistant realm or like marketing and the clients would ask, okay, so tell me about your experience with social media or are you familiar with LinkedIn? Are you familiar with Facebook? And I knew this question was coming, so I prepped for it and I thought about it. Okay, how can I answer this in the best way to be honest, but also highlight that I really can do this job? And so this this potential client, my first client, she was a business coach in her posting of what she was looking for help with. There was some social media stuff and like some admin stuff. And I knew I knew I could answer the admin stuff easy peasy with you know my teacher background. Every job has some sort of admin element to it, but it was the social media part. I was like, I don't have any business or marketing background, but I thought about it and I was like, okay, at the bare bones, social media management, the the purpose of social media for a business is to engage and build a relationship with your audience and your potential customers. And I thought about my role as a teacher. And that essentially was what I had to do as a teacher. My job was to teach high school English and get those kids, get my students involved in conversations around ancient texts. I had the pleasure of teaching Beowulf, the Iliad, Macbeth, all those, all those old things, Oedipus, Antigone, fun stuff. So I basically just answered that question when it came up of, tell me about your experience with social media. I was like, well, to be honest, I don't have any formal training in marketing or social media management, but as a mom and a user, like I'm familiar with all of the platforms. And as a teacher, my greatest strength is getting these high school kids engaged and talking about Beowulf and the Iliad and blah, blah, blah. And I said, if I can get these teens talking about Beowulf, I am confident I can get your audience engaging and talking about whatever it is you want them to talk about. And that sealed the deal. I didn't lie. I shared the truth. But what I did was I refocused the question away from, you know, what I lacked and instead what what my strength was. And so that was the focus of my answer to her question. It wasn't just a, oh, none, but I'm a fast learner. The potential clients needs to know and believe that you can do what they're hiring for you, whether you have that physical experience or not. And why there is room for beginners and for people to get started with without that tangible, formal experience is there are people out there that are looking for people to help them and they don't necessarily have the huge budget to hire someone who has 10 plus years experience, right? There are tons of people out there looking for beginners, and that could be you. Now, if you do have experience, that doesn't mean that 
people are only looking for beginners. There are absolutely people looking for people with experience too. And I, I just want to encourage you that the experience that you do have with your corporate job does apply. And so don't, don't sell yourself short. Don't call yourself a beginner if you really truly aren't. If you do marketing in your nine to five job, talk about the wins. Talk about the successes that you've had doing that in your nine to five job and how that could apply to you helping them as, as a freelancer. Okay. I hope those two mistakes and fixes were helpful. But the last thing I want to leave you with is do not lead with the I am a beginner or I am still working a nine to five. You can, but it might turn potential clients off before they even had a chance to get to know you and connect with you. Now, again, I don't mean lie, but you do not have to offer this info up because number one, a lot of times it isn't even relevant to most freelance work. The beauty of freelancing is freelancing is done on your own time. You are not an employee. So it's not the business owner's job or even business to know when you're going to be working. What matters is that you will get stuff done, right? Now, if they straight up ask you, absolutely share, but you don't have to share that if if it's not brought up. So just keep that in mind next time you are, are talking with a potential client. All right, friends, thanks for joining me today. I'd love to hear from you. Reach out on Instagram and let me know what you thought of this episode and let your friends know you listened to this episode too. And about this podcast, so many moms and women right now are waiting to discover freelancing and I'd be so thankful for you helping me spread the message. Happy Monday and I'll see you next week. And don't forget to come follow me on Instagram at Michaela.Quinn to get your cute baby pic fix. Now, just because the episode is over doesn't mean the knowledge party has to stop. Come hang out with me and thousands of other mamas in my free Facebook group. Just search Facebook for the Live Free Podcast Mastermind with Michaela Quinn or go to the show notes. We have it linked there. And make sure you answer the questions so our gatekeeper knows that you want in. And don't forget, sharing is caring. If you are loving this podcast, please take a moment to share it with your friends but make sure you tag me at Michaela.Quinn on Instagram and at Michaela Quinn on Facebook. See you next week.